What's up, world? Another episode of Daily Endurance with my friend Simon Kalnan, a Reiki master, and has so much knowledge in the realm of the 5D world. And I loved this conversation. I know I say that about everybody, but I'm bringing on people that I love for a reason because they all have these amazing gifts that they get to share with the world. So today, I really hope that you enjoy this episode as we dive deeper into Reiki and energy healing and how you can actually change the world around you just by spreading love. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. What is up, world? This is the Daily Endurance Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Meister, coming to you from beautiful Costa Rica. Join me on a spiritual journey with tips, tricks, and tools to help you along your own spiritual journey in this galactic earth ride that we are all on. I'll be interviewing friends of mine and also sharing my journey with you along the way. Welcome to Daily Endurance. to another episode of Daily Endurance. Today I have a wonderful friend of mine, Simon Kalnan, for today's episode. Simon is a Reiki master who is also focusing on healing through heart-centered higher consciousness at the moment. Simon, welcome to Daily Endurance. Hello, thanks Jess, thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here because I know that you have just this massive amount of like knowledge in your head um, Simon is the Reiki master who gave me level one and level two for my Reiki. And so I've been working with Simon, known him for about a year. We met back in Calgary and now we've ended up in Samara, Costa Rica together, which is really cool. So it's been great to like join you on the journey of Costa Rica for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. Fun and enlightening. Very enlightening and yeah. just, what is your thought on the energy of this? Like country. Um. Oh, I don't want to say the word that came in. Actually, uh, <laughs> shall I just say it? Yeah. Submissive was the word oh, that came in. Wow. Um, that's the initial word, the feeling that came in. Yeah. Um. But wonderful, like really, like. Yeah. But you know, everywhere I I've traveled all around the world, like lots of different places, and everywhere is wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's wonderful people everywhere. There's also really challenging people everywhere. Um, so you can never run away from stuff. You can never go somewhere to find something that you can't find where you are already. Mm-hmm. Not saying that don't go somewhere and then it may help you find what you're looking for, yeah. but you can always find it wherever you are. So I, overall, I think Costa Rica is an amazing place. Um, weather is incredible. People are amazing. It's really lovely. Um, I also find that in many, many other places all around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like a high vibe, but I haven't been as many places as you have, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a it's a high vibrational place without people trying. Like it comes from a place of um, I'd say there's a higher proportion compared to most places of open hearts mm. here and kindness and uh, just love for humanity and and humans. So I don't know why the word submissive came into my mind initially. Probably um, because this is the training ground for spirituality, maybe. maybe yeah, <laughs> for yeah. me, anyway. 
Oh, I think oh, I, I think I went to more the government type of stuff. But yeah, it's all. But yeah, but from a people perspective, it's really yeah, just loving and kind and very rich in many ways. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I love it here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one of the first questions I ask all of my guests is, what is a daily ritual that you do every single day? Every single day, um, usually work awake quite early. Um, if I tend to stay in bed, then if I don't get hold of my vibration at that time, then it can kind of roll off in any direction. So instead of kind of grappling on any kind of like uh, lower range thoughts, I'll call them, but I'll generally, the, usually the first thing is just I'll go through my chakras. Mm -hmm. Like I'll start at the base and I just kind of feel them and I just go through. And this just kind of balances energy and it, it creates focus, which I find really useful. Keeping focus somewhere for like 90 seconds or so can really help to keep um, your vibration going that way and it creates momentum. Mm. So just going through the chakras until I get through to the top and then I kind of, um, recently I've been reaching like when you go for your crown chakra like feeling, feeling up there but it feels like nothingness so I've just been feeling nothingness lately and when you feel nothingness it's really huge. I just found that out like last week or so. So what does what? Well, I, I feel a lot so when I mm. feel stuff it's usually really intense but and I, I also get that feeling when I feel the crown chakra and like I guess you class as heavens and stuff like mm. that can feel really intense but in between all the intensity there's an, a space of nothingness mm. and it didn't have a feeling physically for me mm. but then this week I just kind of said well why can't you feel nothingness because if you if it's nothing and I can quantify it and say that it's nothing then it must have a feeling mm. so I just started feeling nothingness and when I did that it was, dude, it was so insane. Like, so much energy. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to connect with feeling nothingness. I've done it within my cells, but I never did it universally before, and mm. it's amazing. So I've started, that's kind of my first thing in the morning. Yeah. Kind of connecting to the earth, and then I'm kind of connecting to the heavens. And then once that's done, I usually get up. Um, I've been doing this Tibetan ritual, mm. um, which is to, again, it's working on chakras. So it's like five different practices. It has some physical exercise elements to it. A little bit of yoga and it takes about 15 minutes um, I do that next and then I usually do a bit of breath work and meditation usually heart-based mm -hmm. and that's it and I just it's kind of contemplative that I just will sit and breathe I have quite a busy mind so mm -hmm. if I try and meditate um, through focus sometimes it it doesn't always work for me that well but what always works is feeling my heart mm -hmm. so I feel my heart and breathe and I connect with kind of producing more loving feelings and gratitude and then that usually shifts my whole brain and then I'll start usually getting kind of downloads of information at that time and then I'll write stuff down usually these are little quotes that I put on Insta Instagram or I just write them down for maybe a book or something in the future and yeah. that's that's kind of my morning and then I go have some water and a bit of breakfast fruit and that's it how long does that normally take you mm, at least an hour but you know, sometimes I wake up four thirty in the morning, and then I'm done by seven thirty. Okay. So it can be like seven hours, like three hours, sorry, depends, or something. Yeah. Like so like an hour to hour and a half, probably. Waking up yeah. at four thirty is definitely a little like jump start. Yeah. And that's what's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So early. Wow. Yeah, and but it makes such a big difference to the day. Like how you start the day is. I was it, just it gonna ask you yeah, that. <laughs> it can dictate the rest of your day. Yeah. So for you, that daily ritual is like very high in your priority list it is yeah yeah i think like times when i was um going through sort of deep healing 
mm. it felt like a necessity like yeah. I had to do this otherwise well there was elements at one time of I'm not good enough if I don't do this when you start sometimes you get into spirituality and you feel like you have to do what other people are doing mm -hmm. so there was a little element of that I think at first in this kind of overachiever part of me that wanted to like so I would do it religiously every morning mm -hmm. but there was when you do it that way there's a little bit of a resistance and a little bit of a not an authentic energy behind it actually it feels a bit forced and it's a little bit like lacking actually it's like I'm yeah. lacking this so I need to do this and then after I did that for like years like five six years of kind of doing it often one day I just woke up and I said that I don't do this because I need to anymore I do this because I want to oh, I love that. but I do think people if you wish to have like a calmer life and to be as healthy as you can I, I do believe that people do need to Mm -hmm. like I say there's no right or wrong in life and there's no kind of you have to do this or you don't but once you kind of set an objective so if your intention is to be healthy and at peace or whatever it is then I believe this begins to be a need mm -hmm. when you have that set intention mm -hmm. so um, for me it's um, I don't have that drive behind it anymore where it's like I have to do this otherwise something's gonna go wrong mm -hmm. I just I do it because my life is far better when I do yeah and I much prefer life that way. I just got the chills. So yeah. Yeah. So, for me personally, and everybody's different, obviously, but yeah. for me that's great. Um, sometimes I'll add like physical exercise as well, like mm -hmm. push-ups and stuff and what have you. But I, my body doesn't need a lot of physical exercise. It mm -hmm. gets, it gets it quite easily. But, um, yeah. So for me, a lot of energetic stuff seems to help a lot. Yeah, especially with the work that you do. Yes. Like it's gotta yeah. be that alignment first thing in the morning, especially yes. with the chakras getting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And what you attract as well, like what you're going to yeah. attract through the day. The people you are going to get as clients, mm. um, the way people teach, treat you when you're in the store and stuff. For me, it's it's like night and day. I, I know if I haven't done stuff, like how I'm getting, what's mirroring back to me. And there's a time where you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm fed up with like, I don't want that type of stuff um, mirroring back anymore. So you, you tend to kind of say, well, I'm going to set my intention at being this I want to be I want to feel like this and I want to attract more of that in my day That's amazing. not to say there's anything wrong with like attracting angry people or whatever it may be that you attract Sometimes that's just what we need. <laughs> it's really nice to attract people who are really loving and kind that's true. and you have a conscious choice to have that more often than not mm -hmm. by um, by what you do first thing in the morning I love it. yeah so when did you start your spiritual journey, I guess, because Reiki Master, like all this stuff came in. I know your story, but. Yeah, yeah, totally. So pr I think it was 2015, I guess it was really deeply, but um, 2012, I something shifted in me where I was like starting to deep dive into kind of like the nuts and bolts of the ago. world. Yeah, well, 2010 ish to okay. like 2012, in there, I started noticing that governments and stuff kind of weren't kind of what. I'd been led to believe by family and stuff and mm. I was starting to see a lot of stuff that didn't make sense but um, so I really deep dived into that mostly was kind of getting a little jaded with the world mm. but I didn't it didn't shift me I guess I didn't think of it as spiritual but there was a lot of learning in there and then um, around 2015 I decided to quit my job at Mercedes and kind of I got this lightning idea that I wanted to help people that's mm. kind of my energy was to help people and I thought well I'll, maybe I could become a doctor so I, I I had this vision of getting into osteopathic medicine so I started studying in that and it went was going really well it would have been a long journey mm. I don't know if I would have made it through or not but it was going really well like I was one of the top of my class and then 
part way in, I, I, about a year and a bit into it, I fell down the stairs carrying my daughter. Uh, landed, because I was holding her, I slipped on the top step and I landed on my spine immediately, went down the stairs, ended up with some really major spinal damage to the spinal cord and um, it then brought up um, a history of like mm, uh, brain injury and stuff as well from like multiple hits through, I used to race motorcycles and snowboarding and all these different things that created all these injuries over the years and it was like, it had created a lot of um, areas of my brain that weren't communicating which I wasn't aware of mm-hmm. and um, about three months after that I had a massive breakdown mentally physically spiritually um, and yeah I kind of went to pretty close to not sort of feeling like I would make it through for quite a long period of time and it was a really dark space and that was the time when I found spirituality it was the only thing that um, I was just desperate when you're so desperate you'll keep asking mm-hmm. and I was asking doctors and stuff and I wasn't, nothing was resonating, I wasn't getting back what I, what felt like it helped, and then I met a couple of um, psychics, or like mediums, a friend of mine said, well you go see mediums, so I was like, oh we had a friend, a family member committed suicide part way through as well, and I was feeling suicidal a lot of the time as well, and then when someone close to you has commit suicide, it makes it way more real for yourself, and I was like, I can't handle this anymore, and to kind of connect with this spirit, we went to a medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we did, I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. Like, I was like, I felt at peace for the time when I was with him. Mm-hmm. I felt quite calm and I could feel the energy and I was like, oh, this is nice. And so I started opening my mind to maybe there's more to the world than just me and me and humanity. And yeah. yeah, and then I just deep dived into kind of like aliens and extraterrestrials and pyramids. And I got really sucked, like, I can't say sucked, but just that's where my focus went. Yeah. Just all of this, like, it would the more not extreme but the more even the fringe ends of even the esoteric stuff it wasn't like it didn't go into like yoga or anything like that it was full-on into like people in ships and like people who can channel gods and all this mm. sort of stuff that's what interested me and i didn't know if it was true or not but i just was so interested mm. and it and it kept me feeling calm anytime i looked at that stuff i wasn't having panic attacks so i thought well i'll just keep reading it so I would read for probably like 16 hours a day, 17 hours a day. I was just obsessive reading like websites and books constantly about like that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, so that's kind of what led me there. And then it also led me into meditation and like breathing techniques. And um, yeah, and that's kind of what kind of, that's the path I took. So it was kind of a path of like, things that had higher consciousness that was kind of my I was really drawn to kind of like sages and mm. beings and that maybe had like some sort of knowledge that I didn't have and that's what I was really drawn towards mm-hmm. and um, it became kind of an OCD obsession for quite a while and then yeah right. uh, yeah and then I got I became more calm with it and I came more calm with being human and kind of having that mm. at the same time because at one time I was like I don't want to be human anymore like yeah. this is a terrible place I thought at one point I just didn't want to be here it's so painful and then once I started to learn a lot of this higher consciousness stuff I started to learn that maybe there's reason for being here and there's maybe more benefits to being here than just just living and breathing and working and maybe there's more to life and maybe there's reasons for things and maybe there's signs that could tell me why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and once I was starting to see these signs whether again whether you believe they're true or not is really up to the to the the seer as the believer mm-hmm. But to me, it gave me purpose and it gave me a reason to be alive. It gave me a reason that, you know what, maybe if I saw a feather today, that maybe that means that someone is, spiritually is, there's some sort of spirit with me and that means that 
it's worth me being here. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided to stay. So anytime I felt like I didn't want to be here anymore and that maybe I should leave this planet, that I'd get a sign and I was like, no, maybe there's a reason to be here. And I just keep going. And then, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I did for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's a pretty colorful journey through there and there's many different things. And um, But yeah, so that's kind of what took me into spirituality. And then recently I've been more leaning into um, like Parahamsa Yog uh, Yogananda and kind of some of these like um, sages and seers that are on the planet. A lot from India. I'm really drawn to India at the moment. Mm -hmm. And just kind of their teachings and stuff. I was really adamant about not listening to any of those people. Because <laughs> I, I remember thinking that if someone wrote this 2,000 years ago, it's not pertinent now. That's, mm -hmm. That was my... It's kind of ego speaking, but it kind of was also a way of me trying to find new stuff and not kind of regurgitating old stuff. But now I've kind of got to a point where I've I've seen a lot of stuff that kind of really resonated. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm more open and I'm, I don't really have that much ego left to to stop me from looking at other people's mm -hmm. stuff now and now I'm looking at other stuff and I'm like wow this stuff is really deep and it's amazing and though it doesn't fully apply to the world that we live in at the moment which has changed a lot a lot of that truth is never ending like it's it's never going to kind of not be truth mm -hmm. and most of it is very much about being loving and within your heart space and unified and one with everything and um, yeah so that's I'm looking at more of that sort of stuff at the minute and kind of combining it with a lot of this kind of ET type sort of extraterrestrial <laughs> kind of teachings that I get channeled through me as well. So kind of combining those and finding what works within it. And if stuff doesn't work, then just letting that go. Wow. Yeah. So where along this journey did you find Reiki? Uh, so that was kind of partway through, I think, um, a friend of mine um, at the time. Uh, she was a Reiki practitioner and she was a mom of... Um, a young girl from my daughter's school mm. and she's a she's a medium and stuff and she's like well you sh I was, she's like what are you going to do with all your skills and I didn't know I didn't know how to make money from what I was doing like, yeah. and I it made me sad that you, you couldn't be on earth and talk about the stuff that you know and, and make money and stuff and mm. you couldn't live with that and I just didn't want to go back to a regular job so she said well maybe you could do Reiki like you can do energy healing and mm. I didn't know what it was so I'm like okay well what is it and well, you can do it without having Reiki certificates, but if you have Reiki certificates, people trust you more. Yeah. And there's a better chance that you'll make some money. So I was like, okay. So it was, it really was just a financial thing for me, like trying to fit in with the world mm -hmm. and find some way to help people, but the other people also trusted. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of got into it. And she, um, she didn't really teach me anything. She just did my initiations and she's just like, go. And I was like, well, what do I do with it? She's like, well, I've, I've done it for you. you. Just go find out. So then I was just like, oh, okay. So then I just would sit with my hands and I would just send energy to things. Wow. And uh, yeah, I just started doing that and then started telling people this is what I do. And then I get a few clients and then I do practicing with people and I noticed what it would do on plants and animals. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I just kind of played with it. And I just, that kind of opened me up a bit to, um, it's almost like spirituality in action a little bit because you, yeah. you are kind of, flowing it through and you're you're able to help other people and without kind of um, emptying out yourself either like I found I was helping a lot of people by using my own energy mm. so this kind of opened me up a little bit to like flowing energy through yourself as opposed to using your own reserves so mm. um, I think Reiki learning about that was quite helpful for me with um, that you don't have to use yourself all the time that 
your own kind of like core energy yeah but you can flow this limitless supply of energy through yourself and i also found that you heal a lot of yourself by healing other people which oh. is um can be quite awakening so it's for me reiki initially was actually i got sick a lot because i was I was seeing all this stuff that was in people. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm healing them. But what I wasn't really realizing is that some of that was unhealed stuff in myself. So yeah. I'd heal them. And then two days I'd be laid up in bed, kind of. Like I'd just be feeling sick and stuff. So, wow. so Reiki was, again, uh, to me, it was another deeper dive into spirituality. Like it was, it was like, wow, it was opening me up to stuff that maybe I wasn't aware of. And mm. I didn't know what energy healing was until this person told me what it was. And then I started to realize there's a whole new world of stuff. And yeah. the kind of energy that I flowed, to myself to heal myself I was like wow you can flow that through yourself to heal other people mm. so that was really pretty amazing and um, yeah and it kind of opened my mind up to other ways other modalities and um, again it, it enabled crushing some ego and allowing some ego to leave as well mm. like to kind of um, I don't know if you've noticed but in the spiritual community they there can be quite a lot of competitiveness I feel between people yeah. and <laughs> I feel I'm pretty immune to most of it, but I did find that as soon as I had this kind of modality immediately, like I was starting to look at, wow, is this person busy at doing it and why am I not busy? And yeah. So it enabled me actually to kind of crush some ego stuff and just allow that to integrate and stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, yeah, to me, it's, I don't know, all these things we learn, I just find are a, a, a mode of self-expansion mm -hmm. as well. And, um, and there's so many that sometimes I find it hard to just do one. But it's really tough, I find, on Earth, that people, they really want someone that does something. Yeah. Like, for them to trust in it, they want them to be like this. Like, they kind yeah. of, they want people to be in a box. And I I think I've rebelled against that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's led me to what I do now, which is more kind of, um, uh, yeah, enabling people to heal themselves, but, but, but kind of, like, guiding them a bit and supporting them through they may need many modalities mm -hmm. and they don't all have to come through me like they can be other people so you can send people to other people to get healing as well but yeah. to still get your support and guidance at the same time and so that's kind of what more I'm leaning towards so sometimes I'm using Reiki a lot with people mm -hmm. I'm always using energy healing with people non-stop um, even when I just stand with people like intentions of love and intentions of peace wow. if anyone ever does that you're healing people yeah. So if you feel like you're not an energy healer, anytime you think of love or peace or whatever it is, or maybe it's shadowy stuff, but whatever you're thinking, you are pumping that out into the world. Mm -hmm. And depending on how open you are through your chakras and stuff, depends on how much gets through you. So, um, so yeah, so everybody is an energy healer. Yeah. And, um, and everybody is their own healer. And yeah, so there's this, and this is the, the joy of it, mm -hmm. like the oneness of it and the unity of it and yeah. making that work with the kind of how the planet works as well and how humanity is is kind of sometimes that's the juggling element of it i think like um yeah so anyway, i would drift it off to a whole different tangent there i but, love yeah. it no, i love it because <laughs> i have had an episode about that like you can go to a personal trainer you can go to a therapist like you can go to an energy healer like you can go to all these people yeah but unless you're the one who's willing to put in the work yeah nothing's gonna happen so like we are our own healers like it's nice to have that person who helps us get there faster yes but at the same time it's like you have to do the work you yeah. have to go inside yeah that's that's exactly it like yeah. it is and it's um and a lot of times it's scary for people to want to do that because mm -hmm. 
they don't necessarily know what's in there, but they have an inkling. Yeah. And they think that maybe it won't feel very good, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel great, especially if we're resistant to it, it feels even worse. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we chatted just before we clicked, we clicked yeah. record here, and, and, and to talk about healing and modalities, because there's so many, and there's going to be lots more coming, actually. Mm -hmm. There's going to be lots of new modalities that are coming that someone will randomly call it, like, crystal ball healing whatever it is like they'll yeah. make up a name yeah but actually they're kind of channeling something from a past life or ancestral and it's that's cool yeah so they're actually bringing a new healing modality here so there's going to be always new stuff yeah but always healing is is really in the eye of the beholder so the the probably the most prolific healers on this planet and they probably do have lots of skill sets but mm -hmm. Probably one of the most prolific healers on this planet could be someone that is just able to convince someone that they can heal. If that is just by looking into your eyes, or by you blowing smoke over them, or by playing with their chakras, or dinging bells, or whatever it is, if you can, if something about you, if somebody trusts you enough that they're open enough to allow themselves to believe that they can heal, um, they can heal. So someone actually doesn't need to proclaim themselves as a healer, just someone that is actually, it's just, it just enables someone to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually feel almost like crying at the minute because there's a lot of people on the planet that don't believe in themselves and they don't mm -hmm. have um, a feeling of self-worth. And for someone that had, I lived through 20 years of chronic illness and something that really gets crushed in you is you're, you're trusting yourself that you can heal and that maybe it's for everyone else and not for you. Yeah, and this is a really big thing for this planet at the minute, actually. But, um, so the words of wisdom that come through is that each one of you can heal. And if that means that you need to find someone that... Um, enables you to... Oh, jeez, this is a really strong energy. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you can find someone that enables you to believe that you can heal that's an amazing person for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they do something that is really well known, um, if nobody knows what it is. Mm. Maybe they're conventional medicine. Maybe they're, maybe they do something with sticks in the woods. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it is, but um, it's just finding belief because as soon as we believe, and we actually have these things in ourselves called mirror neurons and these mirror neurons, they mirror what goes on around us. So if they yeah. see people healing, they, that enables us to heal. So they can actually, um, there is a technology, I don't even know if it's actually available yet, but um, it's a technology where people will put virtual reality goggles on mm -hmm. and they will go to a doctor or a surgeon, just visually, and they will show them that they've got a cancer and they'll show the cancer getting smaller and they'll say that, yeah, at the moment we're working on it. and But nobody's working on anything. Right. It's just literally just mentally they're believing and they're, experiencing it through this virtual reality that it's happening that people will heal some really major things in their lives and like full-on diseases within humanity and um, that will heal just through modalities like that so, so that's kind of like the stuff that joe dispenza talks about right yeah yeah so jo yeah joe dispenza talks a lot about um yeah. basically belief and he, he's very heart-based as well and mm -hmm. envisioning and like um visualizing stuff healing and it, it's we are so powerful mm. 
Yeah. And and we're also really powerful at blocking ourselves, mm. but not yep. on purpose. But it's not on purpose. And I think like this is subconscious stuff. And some of this is nearly all of it is handed on down to us from like generations of family and upbringing and all these incredible and wild things that happen in our lifetimes that create belief systems and also media stuff that gets pumped out to us and stuff that creates this this maybe this belief that humans are not very good yeah. and that humans are not special mm. but I can tell you humans are really special and you're a lot more than a human like you have a lot of like all sorts of DNAs from all around the galaxy that are in a lot of different people whether they're aware of it or not yeah and I'd you... love to talk more about that yeah <laughs> and when you awaken that stuff you can awaken like some incredible stuff and in yourself and you can heal from many different things and mm. Um, and that happens whether it's someone that is a doctor that you just trust, that you just look mm -hmm. at them in the eye and they say that you're able to heal. Mm -hmm. And that's all that you need. Mm -hmm. Some people need someone to dance around with a drum with feathers off them and smoke and yeah. that's what they need to believe. Yeah. And it's not to say that that practitioner doesn't have amazing skills and they're not really powerful, but it's always you. Yeah. It's always you allowing that to be true. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, to go off a little bit of a tangent is that um, you know, like Rain Man, like the, they have these like um, tribes and they have a Rain Man and he would come in and dance and people would say that it was the Rain Man that actually bought, brought the rain, but it wasn't fully what it was. It was the belief of all of the people that were there watching the Rain Man. Oh, That's what brought the rain. Because their, their full intention, this group of people, their intention was that this person is bringing it. So mm -hmm. they believed that he was bringing it, but really it was their combination with that person they they that person what they did is they enabled the belief within this big group of people that it was possible to rain yeah and their belief and their intention is what actually brought the rain yeah and this is just the same with healing and that's why i'm quite drawn towards healings of big groups of people at once yeah like and when they've done those meditations around the world yeah things. totally yeah like big groups of people together yeah um because it's infectious Fear is infectious, um, laughter is infectious. If you're ever around babies laughing, yeah. if you can't laugh at yeah. that, then it's... <laughs> well, I won't say what's happening with you, but there's, there's something going on. If you don't, if you don't laugh at babies laughing, it's, yeah. it's, so it's infectious and everything's infectious. And that comes to healing, it comes to fear, it comes to death and destruction and war, whatever it is, yeah. it's infectious. So when we get groups of people that are in line with the belief that they can heal or the belief that the world can be a better place or a belief that there can be free energy or a belief that you can overcome the most horrific things then yeah. it, it can happen yeah and it takes one person one person to succeed yeah. and then other people to see that and then it's it can become belief in other people so i love that so mm. much that's incredible i would love to talk about the copper pyramid that you have <laughs> yeah, yeah like for sure where that came from and what it is and what it does and yeah, totally. So I got um, one of the first things when I, I guess people would have thought I lost it, but I was just researching on the internet about extraterrestrials and stuff, is yeah. that I got really drawn to pyramids in Egypt, and I never was at any time in my life. And something in me just said that pyramids are, like, somehow I'm going to heal if I get a pyramid. So mm -hmm. I, I would make them out of paper. I'd make them out of paper and, like, put water in there, and then I'd drink the water the next day, mm -hmm. see what that did. And then that wasn't enough for me, so I started making them out of wood and plastic. And then I got really obsessed, so I started designing them, and um, I found a CAD designer 
um, and he designed one like a CAD design. What's a CAD? Uh, like a computer-aided design. Oh, so okay. it's like basically so you can get stuff 3D printed or machined. Right. So I had some 3D printed. I had these like pyramids 3D printed. And then I was like, well, I want to sit inside one. So I had one made that had holes in it that you could put copper pipe in mm -hmm. that I could lie down in. And that was my first one that I started lying down in. And what I found is that even when I was really losing it mentally, like I was struggling to hold on to keeping myself here on the planet, is I would lie down in this pyramid for like half an hour. Mm. And within half an hour, I was doing nothing. I had no intention. I wasn't trying to meditate. I'd given up. I was just like, I can't do it. I'll just sit with these thoughts. And they were just calm. And I'd be at peace within mm. half an hour. Wow. So that pyramid was... It, uh, uh, well, and people always say it keeps you alive. It just what it did, it gave me in intense peace within really traumatic stuff that I was going through, mm -hmm. and I would just use it all the time. So whenever I was feeling like oh I don't want to be here anymore, I'd go lie in there for half an hour, and my mind would calm down. Yeah. A lot of my pain would dissipate, and then I'd get back out, and then I just go. So I got really obsessed with how amazing pyramids are, mm -hmm. and then I had some machined out of copper, and I. I, I had thought that I'd be a millionaire by selling pyramids. Yeah. Then I realized that not many people were interested in pyramids. <laughs> so, so then I thought, well, maybe I won't become a millionaire making pyramids. But what I did find is that some people were really interested in it. So why did you choose copper? Uh, so something in it just because it's conductive, mm -hmm. I thought that actually that it was a really good metal to use. Mm -hmm. But actually what I've learned after a while is um, I read some channel books uh, and they spoke about pyramids actually and, and the pyramids actually if you can make them out of um, base like if you make them out of baser metals which is things like aluminium mm -hmm. and copper uh, well aluminium is more of a baser metal but so if you make things out of that it's not as useful for making pyramids as um, would be wood actually wood is better even plastic is better than aluminium really and it's really hard to get lots of copper because it's quite expensive and you don't get big bits of it so yeah. what I've learned is like uh, like gold and platinum and palladium metals are actually some of the best that you can use cool. um, but plastic is actually really amazing which is unusual seeing as it's like man-made yeah so that one shocked me a bit but wood is really good so you can make wooden pyramids cool. are really powerful as well so um, but I basically based all of the angles on the Giza pyramid so I, it was exactly as the, the Giza Pyramid was. That's with the angles that we had on all the sides and the sizing and shape. So it was like a scaled down version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what led me into pyramids and what led me into making copper pyramids mm -hmm. and um, copper and gold plated ones and all sorts of different stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, And then I started putting other people in them. If it was just me, I didn't know if I was just believing it so much yeah. that it was going to work. So I would put other people in there, including like my dad went in there as well. And my dad, I'd say, was pretty, pretty quite skeptical of most of this sort of stuff. <laughs> Even he said afterwards, yeah, I just feel calmer. Wow. And then I had other people that were quite a bit more sort of mediumship and psychically in, inclined. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh my God, I was like seeing like spaceships and like aliens were with me in there. Wow. And they were, they were sort of going that way. Yeah. Other people just felt calmer. Yeah. Other people just felt at peace. Other people got messages. Other people felt more healing within them. Mm. So um, that shape as a whole is really incredible. Mm -hmm. It kind of harnesses um, uh, light and light energy. So like everywhere that we are, there's light expanding from a single point. Mm -hmm. And then there's obviously there's like trillions and trillions and trillions of these 
places of light all around us constantly that are expanding. Mm -hmm. And my current understanding, which might change as I learn more as I move forward, is that um, the shape of the pyramid, as light expands within the pyramid shape, somehow it gets kind of harnessed within that shape. Yeah. And it, it swirls, like it creates like a swirling energy in there. So when you're within it, uh, personally I feel a lot. So you can feel the swirling of energy mm -hmm. as it flows around. Mm -hmm. Some people don't feel, they're not feeling people. Mm -hmm. And for them, they're just mostly, I just feel calmer. Or I feel like my emotions are nicer. Or um, people that are really energetic, they can feel it pulsing. Yeah. like it, And it's a big amplifier as well. So if you're very angry, you can amplify anger. If you are really happy, you can amplify happiness. If you're really loving, you can amplify love. And if you see a lot of um, wonderful things, but a lot of shadowy stuff is that they use a lot of pyramids as well mm. and pyramid shapes mm -hmm. and because it's it can amplify stuff as well. So you can use it to amplify energy. So it's the shape of it. That yeah. So if you want to amplify the intention of abundance, then maybe it can help you amplify the intense of abundance so it really a lot of it will come again is down to belief and stuff but right. um but i haven't had one person that's been in there that didn't feel a shift within them by being in there not one yeah, and I've, I've been from most skeptical yeah. to people who are like fully on like drunk they've drunk the kool-aid and they're all over everything yeah. um yeah and you've been in there too yeah yeah not for long enough yeah that's okay i still got to experience that yeah which so was, it was really powerful yeah, so yeah, so I, I had a friend who sees a lot and she said she sees it as a portal. Mm. So she saw like beings going in there and they were kind of working on people that were lying in there. So mm -hmm. that's her perspective and um, everybody has their own, their own, but there's yeah. there's no way they build big pyramids on this planet if they don't do something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the pyramids were built by aliens? Um, I don't think they're man-made. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I had just me. Yeah, so that's where a lot of the technology came from. Yeah. Like extraterrestrial, like the knowledge of it mm -hmm. is extraterrestrial. But um, the visions I've had is that it was very human looking people. Yeah. Sometimes that were making them. Yeah. The ones that I've seen when I do sound baths look like humans. So. Okay, yeah. And some of them were gold looking. Mm. Like which I think were like Venetian type. Yeah. Um, energies but you know that's just my perception other people see many different things but mm -hmm. the technology behind it was not um i don't think it came from someone that was initially before that was basically chopping stuff with a with a flintstone yeah i think it came i believe pretty strongly <laughs> that it came from a different a different um level of consciousness yeah and actually i i believe it was i'd say i have a knowing that it was brought here to help humanity mm. Uh, but actually, I think it caused more problems than it actually fixed. Oh, no. Yeah. Because sometimes if consciousness of a planet isn't high enough for mm -hmm. technology to come in, instead of using it for the greater good, it can then start getting used for uh, more nefarious purposes. Yeah. Or, and, and I actually feel that's kind of what happened with um, particularly the Egyptian pyramids. Like the, the initial... Um, reasoning behind it from and again this is my beliefs my perspectives they could all be wrong so mm -hmm. don't take it as 100 percent truth that it was come as a way for humanity to um, accelerate their spiritual mm. um, ascension mm -hmm. and it does it very successfully but what i think is some of the possibly some of the people that were using it kind of became um 
like that there was a difference between them and the other people. So they kind of became kind of hierarchical, hierarchical, so that then it was kind of just kept for like pharaohs and these people that were maybe seen as better than other people. And then over time, there was elements I think of kind of using it for maybe. Manipulating stuff like manipulating energies and stuff that wasn't maybe always for the benefit of the planet as a whole, like all of us as a whole unified humanity. That resonates for sure. Yeah, but I I do say that whatever I say could be completely wrong, but yeah. that's that's what feels like truth to me at the minute. So even when you did the Reiki training, you said that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so tell me about what you're doing right now because you just changed your website and you're just moving I did. a little direct, different direction. Yeah, so um, I had some introspection. I kind of sat and I think a lot of people that are in healing and stuff, mm-hmm. it, it, they're not always having immediate success. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be quite a challenging journey and a, a lot of self-worth and stuff kind of comes up. And So I, once in a while I will check in with myself and kind of say, like, Reiki has actually been really good for me. Um, as a modality as has uh, energy healing as a whole and kind of just channeling stuff has been kind of helpful but I I also kind of wanted to integrate some of um, my human life here like what have I learned that was really challenging and why how can I make that a benefit mm-hmm. and and a lot of my life was spent healing physically uh, like all elements of healing like I had so many broken bones I had seven or eight broken bones I had like internal bleedings and times where I was like vomiting blood and bleeding from my internally and all these sort of things that were really traumatic as well as emotional mm-hmm. traumas and abuses and all these different things that we lots of people go through in life and sometimes way more than I ever had mm-hmm. so I, I started to think well how can I use that and I also had 20 years of chronic illness oh, yeah. and that's a really challenging thing to live with and I thought well how can I help people using those skills as well as kind of these I'll call them as higher consciousness kind of energy healing type stuff and so kind of molding the humanness of me as well as kind of these other gifts that I have as well mm-hmm. and what I what it kind of came to me is that and, and a lot of this is that the people the person that is needs healing is their own healer mm-hmm. is to be um, a guide and support for people that are within the healing space so they're healing themselves mm-hmm. but they kind of might need support and guidance through that and um, a lot of my guidance comes from higher consciousness and it's heart-centered usually well nearly always as long as I'm as long as I catch myself but it's nearly always heart-centered and it's this can come from higher dimensions so it's like um, it could be seven dimensional or I don't know some 12 dimensional beings that are kind of channeling through what could help a person at this moment mm. and kind of combining that with the very human element of ourselves and all of the things that we deal with like fear and self-worth and am I good enough to heal and it doesn't matter what guidance someone gives you unless you feel good enough to heal and I remember deeply what it felt like to feel like you're worthless and that you weren't worth healing and um, so to be kind of support and guidance for people through that that journey and for some people it might be really quick they Mm. might spend one or two sessions with me maybe one session and then that's all they needed Mm. to get them on the road other people might need more. They might need a monthly, mm. like check-in with someone to kind of keep them on their toes. Because you know, humans are we can be resistant, resistant to change. Yeah. Sometimes we can be pretty lazy. Yeah. 
And if stuff is challenging, we generally avoid Give it. <laughs> so, <laughs> nope, not doing it. Yeah. So sometimes they, they just need someone there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they just need to be around someone that has healed. Mm. It is really healing to be around someone that has healed major stuff. So they don't need to actually even speak to you. Sometimes just being within the vicinity of someone that has healed major trauma, you'll just leave them. You may have chatted about stuff and stuff that's going on, and you just leave it, and then all of a sudden you're energized to just really get going. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't know what it was, but now I want to heal. Like, I really feel like I can do this. Mm. So sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's just being with people and just hearing them and letting them know that they're normal. And it's normal to feel worthless at times and it's normal to feel that maybe you can't heal and it's normal to feel that this is too much for me and that nobody's ever been through this before and that maybe never anyone is ever going to heal from this ever again and mm -hmm. so um this is all stuff that comes up through healing journeys and then there's also elements of when you get so high that you're going to have a big crash or you mm -hmm. can have a big crash so you just get this massive like few months of just like where everything's just going so good and you're just healing and like things are just getting so much better and you just like you know you just think you've cracked it mm. and you get this moment where you're like yes I'm done I've perfected I've got everything on earth and then like three days later you just like <laughs> you're on the floor of the kitchen like oh my god what's going, <laughs> what's going on yesterday I felt so good and now like the world is falling apart and sometimes yeah. they need pick me up at that time just yeah. to keep them get them back on the horse and get going and but ultimately I have a deep belief that people are pretty freaking amazing yeah. they can also be really awful at times as well but um, a lot of the time they're really amazing yeah and so to be there is support for those people and I actually had to let go of a bit of ego for that because there's an element of wanting to heal people and like I know what you know what's better for people but yeah. you don't always know what's better for people and you might get conscious guidance that is telling you they need to do this they need to get over this they need to let go of that yeah. but that's not always helpful for someone like we can tell them all of that stuff and mm -hmm. and if they don't heal they'll be like oh well I told them they didn't heal but that in itself isn't helpful mm -hmm. so it's it's really meeting people where they are and what they need in that moment and really always believing that they are the healer and and just directing them to to that place mm -hmm. and um and also from my own elements is that if i find someone and i can't help them or something about it is that's not quite clicking or maybe that we're not getting through something quick enough it is mm -hmm. to guide them to someone that can help them get through that little hurdle mm -hmm. that maybe they need a week with someone else and then they can come back or maybe they don't need to come back like yeah, yeah. and i think that um some of the most prolific healers on this planet might be maybe people that lean more that way mm -hmm. that they enable people to be their own healer and yeah. um but that's challenging because there's you have to have faith that people are going to come back or that you're what you're helping people with is is useful and yeah. but there's also people that are really incredible Reiki practitioners and really incredible massage therapists and they're so good at it and they can really heal people amazingly or, or they can um, enable healing to happen mm -hmm. more easily and that's what they want to do I just I, I, what I'm finding is I like so much stuff yeah. and I find it stunting sometimes for myself just personally just to do one thing mm -hmm. 
And this allows me to be lots of different things. It enables me to keep looking and researching at many different things that go on. Oops. And uh, <laughs> I flail a lot with my hands when I talk. And <laughs> Jess is just laughing at me because I whacked a coffee cup. Um, yeah, just, yeah. So for, for me, it's, it's, it was a shift in, for myself to, to enable myself to keep growing and to enable me to keep seeing new types of healing modalities mm. and not get stunted and not get kind of stuck inside a box of this is the only way to do it yeah but still to be able to help people at that same time so um yeah so for me it's it's really quite and it's it's made me a lot happier actually yeah. and and i also think that for us to succeed on this planet is that we've got to help each other and helping each other means that is getting business for other people as well yeah so helping other people succeed and if you see some of the richest people on this planet, actually speaking from a very material perspective, is that many of the richest people on this planet helped other people get rich, or they yeah. helped other people earn money. Yeah. Um, so, or they help other people heal. So a lot of the best healers help other people to help other people heal. So, yeah. So it's this kind of connection that we are unified. We can't, mm. as much as the media will tell us that we're separate and different, yeah. is that we are and we aren't at the same time. And, and it's tough for people to really realize that two polar opposite things can be true at once and they can. We can be completely separate and completely unified at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the more that we are able to um, integrate the truth that um, two contradictory things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. Once you can really understand that and let your brain kind of be okay with that, yeah. there's a lot of healing there as well. Um, the up can be down, left can be right right can be wrong and wrong can be right yeah. and yeah so I, I I'm feeling quite drawn although I am quite a, a soul person at times that I'm getting quite drawn to helping other people to do well and yeah. I think by helping all of us if we rise each other up we're all going to do a lot better than we are just one of us trying to help ourselves so mm -hmm. yeah so there's elements of that as well that I get to now work with more people as well and cool. yeah and lots of other people are really interesting they're not always great to be around all the time. Cause yeah. So everybody has. A, I find it hard to be around people all the time, like the same people. Yeah. But everybody is really interesting, and everybody has something so unique about them mm. that they are amazing at. Yeah. And they don't usually tell you what it is. But I definitely find, like, especially with healers and stuff, is that they can be so incredible. Like, yeah. and and there's elements of them that they do better than any other person on the planet. And I would say that every person on this planet, all 8 billion or whatever there are, mm. there is something unique about you which you do better than any other person on the planet. Yeah. It doesn't make you better than any other person on the planet. It just means that you're unique in one way that is really mm. special. I love that. So what if we combine everybody's specialness yeah. as much as we can? Like, amazing. Like, how incredible could that be? Mm. Yeah. So, um, so I'm leaning a little bit more towards that as well and I, and I think that my new practice will enable a bit more of that as well that I can um, yeah hopefully help all of us kind of rise up a bit and to kind of combine elements of many people's healing modalities to mm. help people and um, I think we could accelerate or help people accelerate their healing that way as well That's incredible. yeah so how do people find you then okay so <laughs> I have a website which is so grateful.ca mm -hmm. Um, yep, you can go there. I have an Instagram, which is also so grateful.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, I have 
an email, which is simon at sograteful.ca. Yeah. And that's probably the better ways. And um, yeah, I'm I'm on a website called auricliving.com. Oh, cool. Uh, Unified, Unified.tv mm -hmm. by Jason Shirker. Um, yeah, I share some meditations and stuff on there. So uh, podcasts, you might hear me on and stuff, like with people. Cool. Yeah, my website's usually the best, best place. I will put all of yeah. this stuff in the show notes and for easy. everybody to find you and work with you because you have so many talents. Cool. Thank you. Last question that I ask all of my guests before they go. Yeah. If you could go back and tell your 15-year-old self something, what would you tell him? Oh. Inner child work, you know. It's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're good enough. Like, yeah. And don't stop telling yourself that. And if mm -hmm. you don't feel it, just say it every day a thousand times yeah. and say that every day for the rest of your life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that um, that in itself, I think, would have... I don't want to change my life because it's it's getting pretty special now mm -hmm. with all the stuff that's happened, but um, that would have led to a very different life. Yeah. And, and I think if everybody heard those words, and not many people believe that, but mm -hmm. if we repeat that and we can... Integrate it even just a tiny degree, many people's lives will completely change. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there'd be a lot of people that would have done jobs and careers that were far more closer to yeah. what they really love and yeah. what their passions and stuff are. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would probably, yeah, that would be, I think, probably the biggest shift that could have happened for me. So. Amazing. Thank you so much yeah, for you. joining me today on Daily Endurance. Love you so much. Yeah, love you too. And I cannot wait to, it sounds, I feel like we have more to talk about. So I cannot wait to interview you again. Awesome, thank so you. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Daily Endurance. If you like the content that you heard today, go below, find these people, check out their email, their Instagram, their hashtags, everything will be in the show notes below. And if you really liked the episode, please feel free to share it on your social media and give the podcast a five-star review. Sending you so much love. I hope you have the best day. And until next time, ciao.